Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're reaching over to Brooklyn, New York, actually a neighborhood of Brooklyn called Gowanus, to speak to Lana Schweizer. Musically, Lana is part of a band called New Yeller. They recently released their first CD, Pandora's Regrets. Before New Yeller, Lana was also lead singer for a group called Bliss Point, and there are other collaborations she's been part of. Sure, her vocals are wonderful, but she also brings great gifts to the band through her songwriting. Words come fruitfully through her, which is something you might hope for from an English teacher, and she's even got a novel, Amateur Night, a novel inspired by rock music, Shakespeare, small businesses, community activists, organic vegetables, and the Gowanus Canal. You're about to be enriched by the story, words, and music of Lana Schweizer as she joins us via Skype from Gowanus, Brooklyn, New York. Lana, thank you so very much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Mark, thank you so much for having me on the show today. You know, I'm trying to remember how your name came to my attention. Do you remember? I believe that my husband and bandmate, Bill Leanhard, as we were releasing Pandora's Regrets, our band is New Yeller, he was reaching out to try to get our music on, into the world. And I believe that he heard your show, possibly our friend Gene Rowe. Gene Rowe, yes, that would make sense. Who is such a wonderful, remarkable, amazing musician, fellow Brooklynite. So he found you and I believe reached out and sent some of our music. And as a songwriter and lead singer on a lot of these songs, I'm here to talk about them today. Well, talk to me about the division of that, because some songs clearly have male lead in the singing, and some songs, I mean, it goes all over the place, right? So what percentage of the songs do you write and lead? I would say that Bill and I together write most of our original music. There are three songs written by our guitar player, John Freeman, and our mandolin player, Buck McAllister, has just written one song that we are excited about and where it's sort of in production. So I'd say in terms of New Yeller, I write a lot of the music, Bill and I write some of the music together. And I'm a lead singer on probably two thirds of the songs. And clearly you're a vivacious, lively person. Is that why you're lead singer? Can the other folks sing pretty well? <laughs> they do sing pretty well. Maybe it's just because I don't play another instrument, so they need to keep me busy <laughs> on the stage. I would say it's a, definitely a shared endeavor. And I think that when we sing and play and write together and everybody has their role in the process, it's a better overall product. 
One of our, our members, Rick Knudsen, is an incredible vocal arranger, just has amazing ideas about how to put songs together. That's often his role. And obviously our drummer and our bass player come up with grooves. So when I write a song, it often starts with a line or a word or a musical motif. And when I bring the songs, usually Bill and I have worked on them together. Sometimes we've co-written, sometimes we've just sort of worked on them a little bit. But when it gets to the band and you're creating with a band, you're really working with a lot of other people and understanding their contributions, allowing those contributions to make the songs stronger. And why is the band called New Yeller? Before that, you were already at Bliss Point. Right. So, right. I was in a band called Bliss Point before New Yeller. Bill and I were in that band as well, as well as the mandolin player, Buck McAllister. That band, it took us years to name. First, we were... I think we were some sort of legal term because there were a lot of lawyers in the band. Fatal, oh no, something. Fat complete. Attra- no, attractive <laughs> nuisance. That was the that was the legal term that was our band name for a while, but we didn't really love that. And then we sort of fell around the name Bliss Point. So when we were between these two bands, we had a long list of band names, and our daughter, who is incredibly witty and funny, came up with the idea. How about? New Yeller, you know, because Old Yeller's dead. And we just thought that was a really clever name. So when we first started inviting people to play with us, we said our band is called New Yeller, and there was just never any discussion after that. So just starting out with a name and holding on to it has saved us a lot of chaos. (laughs) I I was wondering about Bliss Point because you said that there are lawyers and you had a legal name like Attractive Nuisance. I'm not aware of Bliss Point as a legal term. That is not a legal term. That is a marketing term, and it refers to the moment at which something is sweetened to the point where it is just about perfect but not past perfect. I'm sure you've probably in your life had things that are sweet and then very sweet and like perfectly sweet and then like too sweet. So the bliss point is the moment right before things get too sweet. And it's used metaphorically in things like marketing, sort of that moment right before things are sort of too much. So we liked that idea of, you know, sort of targeting the bliss point as a, as a band name. So it's not a legal term. Well, that seems like a pretty high bar to have set for that group. Maybe that's why you're no longer performing. It's like, how do I live up to Bliss Point? I think I could do New Yeller, though. Exactly. (laughs) Well, let's get started with your music, Lana. How do you want to start Song of the Soul today? You know, I would love to talk about our song Pandora's Regrets, which is definitely a song that means a ton to my soul, to all of our souls. It's the title track of our album. So New Yeller is Rick Knudsen, Bill Leanhard, John Freeman, Buck McAllister, John Newbery. And sometimes we're lucky enough to have Jim Miggs on harmonica, but not always. And we've created this song together. This is actually a great bridge because it was written with Bliss Point in mind. Our old guitar player from Bliss Point, uh, Chapin Day, came up with the original riff. And he and I were writing the song together for a while. The song existed, but it didn't really have a band for a while because it was sort of in in between the two. And then New Yeller started to play it and it started to evolve and it started to change. But if you sort of get to the core of the song, it's really very much a song about being a mature person who understands the nature of what happens as we all age. So 
as you know, the story of Pandora. Pandora is just way too curious and releases all these evils into the world and then, you know, sort of like smashes the box back down and within she's, she manages to keep hope. So her curiosity has sort of unleashed all of these, you know, evils on the world. I'm a really curious person. I'm somebody who loves to learn new things. I want to learn everything that there is, but I've also come to understand that once you've learned it, you can't unknow those things. So the things that I've learned in my life that have been beautiful and wonderful are just as important to me as the things that I've learned that are tragic and horrible and difficult. So this song is about all of the ways in which you can't unknow things once you have known them. And so we use a lot of figurative language about all the things that can't be undone. There's a phrase that says, unsend the text, unhave the sex. Neither of those things can be undone once they've been done. And Darn it. <laughs> the metaphor of this, of this song. Well, the song, folks, is Pandora's Regrets. It's title track for the newly released CD by New Yeller. And we have Lana Schweizer here with us today. Here's Pandora's Regrets.
beautiful voice singing there, you heard, was that of Lana Schweizer, our guest today for Song of the Soul. That is the song, Pandora's Regrets. That is, I have to find the right way to use eponymous. I don't know if there's any other way to use the word eponymous other than talking about a CD and a title track, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Single purpose phrase, you know. (laughs) And uh, about, uh, you can't put it back in the box, but Mm -hmm. have you, the curious person that you are, Lana, have you tried to put something back in the box? Have you wanted to? Did you wish you could? I mean, I I am not a person who lives with a lot of regrets, actually. I feel pretty good about most of the choices that I've made because I feel like even when they've been a terrible choice that I've learned something from it and moved forward. So I don't know if if there's a particular like regret that I'm holding on to, but I do feel really proud in grabbing onto all of the knowledge that I have been able to get over time. So it's not just a tragic song. It's also about the fact that life is heading in one direction and, (laughs) and we don't go back and spending time in the present. And I live a lot in the future. I'm a big planner. I'm always sort of looking ahead, living in the present and the future feels really good to me thing I'd mention or note about Pandora is Pandora gets blamed for letting all these bad things into the world, right? And Eve gets the blame. She grabbed the apple. Why are we always blaming it on the women? Can't these folks man up and take That's their own responsibility? question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that looking to the other, so right in, in all Western civilization, The other is that's where the source of all problems come from. And often, you know, women who aren't the storytellers or aren't the dominant voice do get posited as the other. So the person who's done the wrong thing is is often looking for someone else to pin the blame on. I think that's likely very significantly changed already with the Me Too movement in the U.S. I don't know how much that's affecting other countries yet, but I have a feeling that the storytelling will have a different source or be more voices represented instead of just the male voice. Absolutely. So in my regular life, when I'm not making music, I'm a teacher and I've been teaching for almost 30 years. So my job as a teacher is to really help every single one of my students to claim their voice without denying the voice of others. So as an English teacher, I really want to teach my students to write and speak with confidence and acknowledge that they have their own truth and that that truth not be predicated on the erasure of other people. So I am always trying to get my students to understand that their race, their gender, their religion, their family's cultural experience is valuable and has a place in the classroom and that they don't need to erase or put someone else down in order to tell that story. That sounds like a female perspective. The male view is supposed to be that, you know, he who stomps the other person wins. I'm afraid there's a whole lot of history that goes in that direction. Sure, I'm just not going to participate in that, though. (laughs) (laughs) For good reasons, for good reasons. (laughs) Let's have another song right away and keep going, learning more about you and New Yeller and your connection to music. Wonderful. So, you know, since we were talking about other people, maybe we'll do this song, Other People. This is a song that's important to me in part because Bill and I wrote it together and it's 
funny, but it's also meant to be sort of really deeply true. So the song is called Other People. Downstairs in our house, we actually have a post-it that one of us wrote that said the words other people on it. And we posted it almost as if to remind ourselves, <laughs> like, the perspective of other people is vital to think about in all of our actions. So we had this idea. Bill came up with this incredible groove. And you'll hear it when the song plays. Then we decided that this was going to be about this post-it, other people. And so the verses really talk about the change in one's view of other people over the lifespan in relationship to other people. So in the first verse, the singer, who is Buck McAllister, he talks about being 22. And back when I was 22, I thought that me and you were other words for me and me. So the narcissism of our youth, not saying anything negative about the current youth of America, I'm sure they are not narcissistic at all, but definitely <laughs> over the lifespan, I've definitely learned some things about how to relate to other people. And then at age 33, the character sort of has to develop some empathy. And then at 45, he realizes other people are just as alive as I am. And then the song actually goes to death and beyond. And actually the resolution of the song is, you know what? None of us is in charge after we're gone. Things are going to be okay. So it's about collaboration. It's about being oneself and being true to oneself, but also performing with, speaking with, existing with, and loving other people. Straight from the mouth of Lana Schweizer and passing through the lips of Buck as we'll hear other people. Expected me to empathize. 
it's a relief I'm not commander-in-chief of all reality for all time When I'm gone, it'll all be Pandora's Regrets is the new release from New Yeller, and that song, Other People, is on the recording. And Buck is the one you have singing it, but you and Bill wrote it, Lana. Correct. Why did it come out of Buck's mouth instead of out of Bill's or yours? That's a great question. Up until recently, Bill didn't ever sing. He plays the bass and he can't sing and play at the same time or didn't like to or something. And it definitely felt like a song that needed a male. It's a male protagonist, the way that it was written. Wait a minute. You're not saying that men have this kind of narcissism, are you? And you're certainly not referring to anyone in government at this point, are you? (laughs) You know, we do some songs that are borderline political. Buck has written one called Stormy Daniels, I Love You. And it is, if you can imagine, a a feminist song about Stormy Daniels. And yes, there is a fair amount of narcissism in Washington. And the last verse goes, I have to say it's a relief. I'm not commander in chief. I think that song was actually written before 2016, but it's possible that, that we have some views on now, but uh, yeah, I don't know that I would say that men are necessarily more narcissistic, but definitely the way that we were thinking of this character, this character was male. So we did put it in Buck's voice, even though he's not narcissistic. <laughs> Having worked with so many hundreds slash, you know, probably thousands of students coming from lots of different experiences. I also know that men, you know, people who identify as men and people who identify as women Boys and girls, like they don't even sort of fit into a particular category. And I have lots of friends and former students and current students and colleagues who identify as agender, who use they, them, their pronouns to refer to themselves and don't really sort of go along that gender binary. So I would say that while I'm definitely a feminist and that informs a lot of my writing, a lot of my teaching, I wouldn't say that I would ascribe to the view that men are essentially one thing and women are essentially another thing. I would say that gender does inform our identity in a big way. You know, there is something that I feel pretty strong about. I Since 1991, so I guess that makes it 27 years, I've been attending two weekly men's groups. Part of what I experience in a group with people identifying as men is they can understand me with greater likelihood than women do because they've had, they've walked in my shoes. Similar life experiences. Mm -hmm. Right. So it would make a difference. And I've had other men in the group particularly say, no, I wouldn't want a woman to be able to be present to see this, to ask us questions. I don't feel that strongly about it. But on the other hand, I do know that there's a part of me that is able to come out in a group of men where I can self-examine better. And my wife actually has said repeatedly that she's pretty sure that we would not be married today if it were not for men's group. Interesting. Yeah. In fact, that made it possible 
Anyway, before we go on, I do want to remind folks that you're listening to Song of the Soul. org is where you find out all about us, including links to our guests. And that's particularly apropos when we're talking about New Yeller, because they don't have a standalone com or anything like that. You'll find them on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation. On Bandcamp, you just search for New Yeller, you come up with them, and you'll find link including to their manager, Bill Leanhard. It's bill.leanhard at gmail.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. Also on our site, you'll find a place to post comments. We love two-way communication, and we love getting to know you. There's also a place to donate. This is full-time work supported by listener donations alone. So click donate when you come. Even more important, support your local community radio station. In the area where Lana lives, I'm, I'm pretty sure the WBAI is a yes, they sure blankets are. everywhere, including Brooklyn, New York, where she's located. Community radio station, and that's one of the Pacifica Network, WBAI, is, are so valuable in terms of giving you an alternate voice because 90% plus of our media is owned just by six corporations, if you can believe that. Six controllers who determine what's music and what news you get. The alternative is community radio, and so I really encourage you to support them first and then support org if you can. On the other hand, maybe what you really want to do is go out and get some music from New Yeller and Londa Schweizer. <laughs> They've got some great music, and they beforehand, uh, Lana and Bill were both with Bliss Point, and there's other forms you can get music in them from. At least I hope that you come out with more and more. How recently did you release Pandora's Regrets? So Pandora's Regrets came out in the spring. Actually, this weekend was our album release party because we actually wanted to have the physical, you know, hard copy of the CDs. And it was a fantastic party here in Brooklyn. We had lots of people come out and dance and be really excited about the album. But yes, it's it's been out since May. But yeah, we're already writing new stuff. And so even at the album release party, we debuted a couple new songs. Well, let's share some more of your music with the world. What's next, Lana? Actually, maybe I'll go backwards in time and share, since we were sort of talking about gender a little bit, when I share Wholehearted Man, which is a song that Bliss Point recorded on our only album, Forget About Gravity, also available through all the usual outlets. Both that album and Pandora's Regrets are both on Spotify, if that's if you are a Spotify listener. So Wholehearted Man is a really fun song that's really about being a feminist, but also a heterosexual feminist who like wants to be with a man. So this is my sort of advice to women who would want to marry a man. It's sort of like the voice of experience. I wouldn't say that it's my experience exactly, but it's definitely some beliefs that I have. So this starts out with saying, don't marry a strong man because you want him to do all the work for you because that's going to make you weak. The second verse says, don't marry a pretty boy because he's just going to be looking at himself. He's not going to be looking at you. Don't marry somebody who wants to be your protector. So in each of these verses, it's sort of giving this advice and saying, like, really what you want to do is you want to be strong and you want to have your own identity. And the way you do that, if you are a heterosexual woman who wants to be with a man, find a wholehearted man and share your life with him. 
So that was a song that we recorded in one or two takes. We didn't really fuss that much over it. It also got turned into a video. Bill and I and Buck are part of this organization called Miles of Music that uh, has a summer camp. And our friend Lauren Balthrop made a video, an amateur music video of Wholehearted Man. And it's up on YouTube with some kind of spectacular actors. Zach Hickman plays all of the different men, the strong man, the pretty boy, the protector, the rich man. Our friend Heather Robb plays the woman in the, who's sort of on a search for the wholehearted man. And then our friends, uh, Timothy, Tersh, and Dinty all play different kinds of wholehearted man, men at the end. And it was made by a whole bunch of people and like a small army of teenagers all all made the video. It was really fun to make. And we'll have a link to that on NordenSpiritRadio.org <laughs> with the connection to Lana Schweizer's Song of the Soul. Here is Wholehearted Man.
hope everybody enjoyed that blazing guitar and <laughs> shape of day on guitar. He's oh, spectacular. Yeah. So co-writer on some songs, but also a really amazing guitar player. And uh, Jonathan Silverblatt is the drummer on that track. And he's just so much fun to play with. He's just such an innovative drummer. And that woman singing it, boy, can she belt it out well. She's just <laughs> In your native mode, Lana, do you go towards blues or rock or what's deepest in your soul? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think that probably a lot of the music that has just sort of, you know, filtered through my brain influences the kinds of music that I make. So I would say it's mostly rock and pop music. But sometimes blues, I tend to keep writing things in the key of A, and I have to remind myself to write in other keys, um, <laughs> or the key of D. And it's funny, sometimes the lyrics drive the song, sometimes the chords drive the song. Getting it right in terms of having my idea, but then really figuring out what does the listener need from this song, what's the listener's experience going to be, what will you know, sort of understanding that a song is a give and take and it's not just what do I want to write, but what does the listener need in terms of a chorus, in terms of, you know, some hook or variation, those kinds of things. So in terms of wholehearted men, uh, there's a growing number of them, I think, in the world, although there's still a tendency. I One of my great regrets is that while women did a wonderful amount of work, particularly in the 60s and 70s, into transforming and uh, getting hold of their own power, mm-hmm. learning, you know, they formed their own support groups. Yeah, they were, and, and right. Lots they've of made great things. Men have lagged behind considerably in terms of doing that. We still isolate from one another too easily, which is why I go to a men's group every yep. week, because that's it. Are there any particularly uh, sterling examples of wholehearted men you'd care to share? Oh, my goodness. So many. I guess I would start with my amazing bass player and husband, Bill Leanhardt. I would say all the men in these bands that I've been playing with really bring a true, pure heart to the music-making process. Many of them, like Bill and I, are parents, and they have sons and daughters that they bring all kinds of love and affection for. They think their wives are amazing, which they are. And then I would also say it's really easy for me to find examples of wonderful men in my own family. My father-in-law, my cousins, my dad is just an incredible role model for how to be a reliable, kind person who who really cares for other people. Both of my grandfathers, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful men. So there are plenty of them in my in my life. And maybe one of my skills as a feminist has been to choose to associate with these kind of good men who bring so much love into my life. Yeah, it's so important, choosing the right friends and lovers and that kind of connection. A lot of people don't put near enough discernment into choosing the right one. One thing I'd mention about Bill, uh, because I had conversations with him before, he's the manager for New Yeller, but he also, I mean, he's got a law degree. He could be, he could be Donald Trump's next lawyer. <laughs> that was That's a joke. That's not likely, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so Bill has an incredible career as a public interest lawyer. So he has, since leaving law school, and actually even before he left law school, he's been doing various kinds of poverty law. So when he started out, he did some environmental justice work, really tr- actually trying to get rid of lead in Flint so many years before. 
this recent, you know, news story. He also did housing law for folks who were threatened with eviction. He did mental health law for very poor, mentally ill people. And then recently he's been encouraging lawyers to volunteer their time, which is part of what lawyers have to do. But he's been sort of trying to help them to do that more effectively. So Bill's had an incredible career as a public interest law and public interest lawyer. That's been a big part of his life. And now he's taken a step up even more by acting as manager for New Yeller. <laughs> exactly. When you have a lot of different parts of your life, you know, we're both parents, we both have our our professional lives, and then we have this band and being able to have the time and energy to put together a whole album and market the album and try to share it with folks is just an incredible gift. We love having the time to do that. Well, I'm glad that he reached out to me so I could feature Lana Schweizer and New Yeller on Song of the Soul. Let's get some more of your music going. So I sort of reached back in time to do Wholehearted Man. So maybe I'll talk about Time Song, which is our sort of most recent song. I would call it a song in process. We've performed it only once and and it's still rough, so we're still working on it. The process of making music is really joyful, but also demands a lot of revision and demands a lot of trying something new and and working it out. So this is a song that we have started working on, but it's not done yet. So I've got a sort of live in in process recording of it with my friend Dietrich Strauss, who's an incredible guitar player and another Miles of Music friend. Originally, the chorus was just the word time repeated over and over and over again. It's gotten more sophisticated since then. But it's really about this moment that I'm living in right now, which is that time feels like it's moving like a freight train. Absolutely unstoppable. And I'm feeling that as my daughters are getting older. Our younger daughter, Abigail, is still living at home with us. She's 17, also a singer, just an incredible, wonderful person to have around. But I'm recognizing that these moments of us living together under one roof as a family are coming to an end. So there's a the, the very first line of the song is, close my eyes, it's winter, open them, it's spring. It's just like that, but with everything. So that sense that time is really moving quickly. So the whole song is about this moment that we're in right now in terms of the passage of time. And the song is called Time Song. It's not been released elsewhere yet. It's only been performed once, and we're privileged to have Lana Schweizer share it here today for Song of the Soul. Time Song. Close my eyes, it's winter. Open them, it's spring. It's just like that. But with everything Summer's high And the creek is bone dry Then a chill is in the air Just like that I'm growing up with you It's the best thing that I'll ever do I'm growing up with you So much fun But it's almost done just like everything, just like everything First time that I saw you It's just a quarter Then the day Then the everything 
Time's not a stone, it's a high interest loan And the payments will come due Just like everything, just like everything It's our time Time, take our time It's my time Time, take my time Every beautiful recording of a song that's actually still in gestation. <laughs> Time Song is by Lana Schweizer. She's a member of the band New Yeller, and you can find them on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, everywhere else. You can get their music wherever you need to. I've got a link to them on NordenSpiritRadio.org. And for Song of the Soul, she just shared that song, which is a kind of a pre-recording. It's not one of those heavily mastered uh, in the studio type songs. It's it's more like you're seeing the birth of the time. Absolutely. That's coming up here. <laughs> yes. I found that the key word in there was everything. Yeah. You can talk about these moments in time, but it's something about seeing it in as a whole that is particularly valuable to, from my point of view. That's where wisdom comes in when you see the whole thing, because seeing parts of our life, parts of people, parts of process is good. And eventually we put enough of these together in the whole puzzle. We get some kind of a framework that we, we can see what it's like. You're not really old from my point of view because I'm old, right? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than I was and I'm younger than I will be tomorrow. Oh my God, you should probably write some song saying that or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone wrote that already. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did too. 
But I definitely remember as a kid always feeling like, oh, I, I'm too young. I'm too young. And I think in my heart, in the sort of, you know, consistent part of who I am, I was always 35 because then I, after I was 35, I was like, oh, I, I feel a little older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that was right around somewhere between, you know, 34 and 36. <laughs> So I'm still 35 inside, okay. even as I accrue way more wisdom getting older. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who tell you that I'm not any older than five years old. Uh, <laughs> and my grandchildren will definitely tell you that because they know how I play. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I think people do have a little bit of a of a sort of age of their soul. When I, I mean, when we, we talk about this idea of the soul, when I hired, when I was an elementary school principal, I would hire for old souls, because it was great to have people who had that kind of steady judgment to be around younger people. You know, you sort of want fun people around little children, but in order to really make a cozy home for very young children, you need to have that kind of steadiness and stability. So there, you know, some of the people who I hired were probably well under 30, but they just had that incredible maturity. Well, speaking of time and limits and learning from it, (laughs) we will run out of time here for this broadcast. Let's share one more song, Lana. How would you like to conclude your Song of the Soul? I'll bring you to The Miracle. So probably this is the song that got Bill to contact you. You know, it's interesting. I'm I'm not a particularly religious person in that I'm not a part of a particular church or religious tradition. I grew up in a religious tradition. And so the language of Christianity definitely informs all of my thinking and my writing. But this song, The Miracle, is really my philosophy of how to live and what life is about. And it starts in the woods with my grandfather, Ed Michael Felder, going fly fishing. And I have him... And and when you're fishing, so many people become truly present during that moment. For them, you mean? Yes, right. Yes. Oh, he that was, for him, the miracle. So this song actually came from, I thought of the phrase, he's gone to the miracle, and I didn't know what it meant. And so I started thinking of all of the different possible ways of how I might define that. And the idea of my grandfather going to this one spot in the Adirondacks as the miracle, he's gone to the miracle. So the first verse is about grandpa. And then the second verse is about me going to hear music with my friends in Prospect Park in the summer. And the way that I feel when the lights go down and these bright lights are sort of hanging up in the trees and they come on and the band comes out on the stage And that, to me, feels like a true miracle. Like, here we are all together. We're listening to music. We're all so joyful. And then there's a bridge that says how you find a miracle. It's not that it really happens to or for you. It's that you open up your eyes and you see that it already exists. So it's really about finding the miracles that exist. And then the third verse really invites every listener, everybody, to go find their miracle. To the extent that I um, that I have a song of the soul, it would pro- really, really a song of the soul. It would be, it would be this one. Well, I'm ready to experience the miracle before we say goodbye. It, it is a miracle to get to know you. I'm so thankful that Bill did reach out to me. Me too, Mark. It's been really, really nice to have this to have this long rambling conversation about all of this <laughs> music and philosophy and different things that we think about the world. It's a wonderful, convoluted, challenging world, and it makes it a lot easier for me to get through it with a song by my side. You've provided some of that today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Lana. You're so welcome. 
We'll end Lana Schweizer's Song of the Soul with The Miracle, which is on Pandora's Regrets. You can find them on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, so many other places. Just look for New Yeller or come via the link on northernspiritradio.org. You'll have a great time with them, whether it's being bluesy or roxy or whatever. There's a lot more coming your way. So thank you again, Lana. And You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. Here is The Miracle by New Yeller. It's a summer's day. Grab the fishing rod. Got the tackle box already in the car He's got his coffee cup And now he's backing up He don't have to drive too fast Cause it's not that far By the riverside The air is cool and light Deep in the woods Dressed like a lumberjack Then he's waiting in He sees a flash of fin Flicks the rod in the air Fly floating out and back He's gone to the
day No magic words to say You don't even have to earn it by being good Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.